Welcome back to Talking Business with Kobe Simmett and I've got Cam in the studio with me. He's got some questions that we're gonna go through today. This is episode one of a brand new show which is Ask Kobe, Ask Best Practice. We don't have a title for it. So if you think you've got a good title that could help us with our new show, we're going through the frequently asked questions that we get on a regular basis. Cam's gonna read them out to us and I'm gonna go through them. And we're quite excited for this new show format. Uh, I've kind of exhausted all of the ideas of different things to talk about that I wanna talk about. So today we're gonna be talking about what you wanna talk about. So if you have got questions, if you're new to the best practice environment, the best practice network, the Kobe Simmett Network, you're seeing the socials and you have got questions, then live, we're live this time every week regardless. So week in, week out, we're here, unless there's something else happening. So same time, same place every week. So whatever time this is in your calendar, in your diary, in your time zone globally, then uh, we're gonna be here for you to ask questions. I've got some dashboards in front of me for a couple of different platforms. We're live on LinkedIn, we're live on YouTube, and I can see the comments. So if you have got any questions or if you have got any comments, please let me know, and I'll have a look at both those dashboards as we go. Um, so let me know, it's always really exciting for us here at Best Practice. Uh, you know, we're here in the studio, but uh, to let us know where in the world you are watching from. We've got a great global audience and it's really exciting and it's quite inspiring for me to, uh, to know where everyone else in, is in the world. So Cam helps us in the studio on a regular basis. Uh, he's with me today, he's gonna go through some of the questions so we can answer them. What are some of the biggest mistakes businesses make when they're growing? I think the biggest mistake that fundamentally businesses make when they're growing, so you could, you could be like a one-person, two-person, three-person business, is, is wearing busy as a badge of honour instead of focusing on profit. And so you kind of think, oh, I'm a startup and I'm going to go and raise capital or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, I'm going to get really busy. We all fall into this trap of kind of doing reactive things and being reactive. And I think the number one business, business mistake that people make is not focusing on profit right at the very beginning. And I made that mistake. Um, and then the second element is, is being reactive and not say, for example, you know, how, how can we avoid being reactive is, is just kind of showing up and opening your computer at the time you start your day and saying, okay, what's in my email and responding to emails. Well, didn't you finish your day checking email? And then yeah, you go to sleep and then you wake up the next morning and you start checking email again or you check social media. Well, why would all of a sudden other people be doing things at night? So you're letting the, the world kind of control what you're doing. So be proactive and proactive is don't check your email till med midday. I generally on most days of the week don't check my email or go through and reply to my emails till, till maybe seven or eight or nine o'clock at night. So I leave, it's the very last thing I do, not the very first thing I do. Um, I try and avoid, and I'm, I'm not the best at this, I'm getting better, I try and avoid social media until maybe nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. Obviously we're posting content and I'm looking at how the content that we produced went overnight. Um, but be, be, in, be in control of your own destiny. So think about what your goal is and then think about where you wanna be and where you picture yourself and map your actions against that. And for a lot of people, when I look at them, they say, oh, you know, I'm gonna take over the world, I'm gonna have this big business, I'm gonna do all this great stuff, but their, their actions don't map against their aspirations. Yep. You with me? Yep. So that's my answer. Yeah, I think it's really um, a good point. A lot of people, well, most people who wake up and because their phone serves as their alarm, the first thing they do is grab their phone, turn their alarm off, and then they find themselves scrolling through social media and it's just not the, you know, the most productive way to start a day. And no, it's just some bad habits. Absolutely. So that's a good point. Cool. Um, next question. Where is the balance between systems and creativity? 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so the context of where's the balance between systems and creativity. So if you think about a company, and we're talking businesses, and, and they create policies and procedures and systems to follow, that there's a perception that that can create rigidity and you don't have the flexibility to be creative. Well, I would argue that it actually does give you the ability to be creative because at the end of the day, what's the problem you're trying to solve and what are you trying to achieve? And with perfect practice, you get perfect performance. So you've got to keep practicing. So it's got to be trial error, trial error, trial error. But when you figure out something that works and you've got a metric where you're measuring success and you're starting to get results, don't you want to keep doing it the same way or training more people to do it the same way because it guarantees a result? So if there's a way that there's, if there's a way to do something that guarantees the right outcome, the right result, you want to be doing that over and over again. And so people are like, ah, oh, but I don't want to be pinned down. Like, okay, so you as a human need to be doing a job where you're doing something different all of the time, not a, a process job, if that makes sense. So once you have a winning formula that you can follow, then you can start improving that formula to get even better results. Not just create, keep creating chaos and doing it randomly. You will just waste hundreds of thousands of dollars in that process. So that's the intersection between creativity and systems. Great. Um, how do you know when it's the right time to scale your business? The right time to scale your business is always now. <laughs> um, if you're not growing, you're dying. So if you think about gardening and landscaping, plants in your garden, they're always growing. And so they're, they're in, in theory and scaling. So you want to ask this, this question, change the word from scale to capacity. When is the right time to increase the capacity of your business? So if you can see demand coming, and it's not here yet, but you can guarantee that it's going to arrive, you want to be ready with capacity. And so, for example, if, if it's midday, you know, you know, it's intermission of a movie or intermission of a show that you go to see, then you want to make sure all the bartenders are standing at the bar ready because everybody's going to come out for one hour, for, for, for half an hour you know, at intermission of the show, and then they're going to go back inside and it's going to be busy, it's going to be nothing, ridiculously busy, and then nothing. And so you want to have the capacity or like roads, for example, like a lot of road, like highways, it might be a five lane highway and that's there for the peak hour. It's capacity for the peak hour, but it's not. So then the question is, when's the right time to scale your business? You should always be scaling or you should always be growing, but you want to be, don't, don't build demand. So that's the other big, the, the biggest, most expensive mistake I've ever made in business is, is increasing my capacity when I had no demand. So think about, if, if people are saying, when should I scale my business? Ask the question, do you need more capacity? When will you need more capacity? And have your capacity increase arrive just before the demand, not too early. Because I blew, I went and hired 10 people at one point in time and I went all really crazy because we had money in the bank, but I, then I didn't have the work for those people to do. And so I, I had too much capacity. Right. What sales people or influencers do you listen to and what traits do you think make a good salesperson? Um, from a sales perspective, um, there's a couple of people uh, that I follow or, or, or consume their content. One person that's probably influenced me the most is Brian Tracy, and he's got a couple of great little books, Sales Management, Sales Success, Little Tiny Workbooks. Um, I think they've all been pinched out of our library. Um, uh, and then the other person I follow is Tim Ferriss. And so I think, you know, there's plenty of other people. You know, there's, there's some great sales books. I like, you know, Way of the Wolf by Jordan Belfort. I like Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Um, anything by Seth Godin on marketing is really good. But Tim Ferriss, um, it, by and large with his book, you know, Tribe of Mentors, Tools of Titans, 
They're fantastic books. They, they are people. I've, so in 2022, the person I'm following most closely is Tim Ferriss. Can an internal auditor go freelance or open his own consulting company? Uh, yeah, 100%. So um, this is you know more of a, our technical audience who are into systems and process and, and, and business analytics. If you're somebody who's an internal auditor and you're thinking about maybe going and working for yourself, um, being maybe a contractor, 100%. That's one of the small services I started. Uh, when I started my business in 2004, I was a contract, you know, internal auditor, if you like, or now you'd call them a business analyst. If you are somebody who's watching this and you are like an internal auditor, auditor, uh, have a look at some of the business analyst certifications and training that you can do, or even the business coaching course that we've got on our online platform. That's where it's going. So um, you will be in demand in 12 to 24 months time with that title because entrepreneurs and business owners are looking for people to come in, like we're building businesses, but there needs to be a clean up and an efficiency and a process improvement happening behind us because we're out the front. We need to have someone coming through and like cleaning up the mechanicals. Like we're building, 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 growing, running forward. Having somebody like that come along behind us and help uh, would be fantastic. So um, yes, absolutely, you can go out and start your own business. You can start freelancing. You know, if you did one day a fortnight, you only need say maybe eight or 10 clients. So knowing what you know now, is there anything you would have done differently when you were first starting out in business? Yeah, lots. Um, I think the first thing I would have done is not start when I started. I started when I was 26 years old um, and I was dumb and stupid and I should have worked for someone for a little bit longer so I could work out how companies run and learn about people. Um, but I, the role model I had to follow was my dad and he ran a business from when he was mid-20s. So I kind of followed in my dad's fo footsteps. Different industry, uh, different work, but same business. So I would do that differently. I think the other thing too is I wore business as a badge of honour. Um, you know, you go out to dinner with people and they would say, you know, how's your business going? I go, you know, we've got 30 people and we've got, you know, X number of millions of dollars worth of revenue. Like, wow, that's amazing. You're so successful. But behind closed doors, there was no profit. And so, you know, I would be basically from day one fo focusing on profitability because businesses are valued on profit first and foremost, other things are importantly, but profit. Um, and so your business valuation, your, your financial success, all that kind of stuff, uh, be, I would be more focused on profit. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to become an entrepreneur? Um, be entrepreneurial, <laughs> you know? Like it's like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I think it's amazing. So. That means go and buy a set of Converse and some ripped jeans and wear a t-shirt and go and sit in a laptop, sit in a coffee, sit in a laptop, sit in a coffee shop with a laptop. Um, it, that, it's, that's, not on, that's not the life of an entrepreneur. Be entrepreneurial. Revenue is vanity, profit sanity, cash is king. Uh, I'm gonna add in a word there, Matt, cash flow is king, not cash is king. Cash flow is king. Uh, so um, uh, when you've got that constant cash flow, like if you've got a recurring revenue business and you've got regular cash flow coming in, you can move things around. Um, lumpy cash in like, you know, a heap of cash in the bank. Yes, you can like do an opportunity, but then, you know, you can leverage or take advantage of an opportunity, but cash flow is, is king. And I've literally learned that through this pandemic. Having regular cash flows has been our saving grace here at Best Practice. So I've learned that lesson literally you know, I'm the recipient of that lesson in the last, uh, you know, the last 12 months more than anything is that the cash flow side of things, this big business that's the other side of this building that, that's part of our family group, um, that's got lumpy cash flow. And, and, and yes, it sits on cash sometimes, but we've discovered that ca the cash flow side of things, just the deposits, the daily deposits means if you've got daily deposits coming in, 
uh, from your customers, then you can actually do things. You know, you can you can play with things, and and I'm I'm literally learning that with you know now having um, you know we've got we've got basically across the group we've got something like twenty million dollars worth of annual cash flow, um, which which means we can do stuff. You know, we get we're talking about buying the building and and doing those kinds of things because we've got this cash flow, and then all we've got to do is fix profitability and maintain efficiency. Then actually you do get this surplus building up, which is which is uh, which is really good once you get to that kind of size. So anyone in the in you know in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, um, that, that, that's awesome, and I can take you on that journey to the to the really big numbers, you know, the eight-figure numbers. Um, but uh, but yeah, cash flow. So Matt, you're you're spot on there with uh, with that. So how has the focus of your business shifted over time into like different industries or different markets? Or um, yeah, definitely like the service-based part of best practice was definitely construction industry focused when we start, like management advisory services for construction. And, and as the team has grown, we've been, been able to go into other industries. Um, we're obviously very focused on manufacturing and, and because we're good at services, we're now becoming a bit more focused on services. So our team of business analysts that we've, that we've got um, and our team of business coaches are really starting to look more at, the, the focus shift right now is around professional development in human skills. Um, and human high performance, and human high performance in the workplace. So, you know, we've hired our, we've got our head of high performance, she's doing a great job. So we're looking at, we're testing that here internally at best practice. So instead of having human resources, we have human high performance. And, and so that person has one-on-one -on -one chats with people, and I assume you guys have both had a catch up with, with Sarah. And so you're looking at, she, she's trying to help you accelerate in your career. Um, and so that becomes a key, one of the perks of working at best practice is you get this high performance coaching. Yeah. Career high performance. It's like, it's not a career counselor, it's a high performance coach uh, for, for high performance inside the business. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's fantastic to have somebody to, you know, check in with you every, every month or so and just, you know, ask you what's on your mind. Um, and so you can just, you know, maybe share some ideas about what's best for your development and then maybe she can share some ideas what about what she thinks. Um, so yeah, it's been really helpful for us at Best Practice. How do you handle the stress that comes with responsibility? The responsibility of, you know, being the head of, of, of a company like Best Practice? Um, I can't say I notice it. Um, I think probably, yeah. I, um, look, look, I think that there's definitely stressful situations, but I start with, you know, there's four values, I think, which are really important, which, you know, I can, to, to kind of answer the question is, trying to live and breathe the values. So the, the first value in the business is about being progressive. Yeah. So not trying to be a laggard, but trying to be progressive and think about problems and solve problems and understand challenges. Mm -hmm. The next one's about being friendly. So I think if you take a friendly perspective to any situation, then it's gonna give you a better lens, a lens with love, you know, than argy-bargy competitiveness, you know, kinds of things. The, the next one is empowering. So in terms of handling the responsibility, um, actually, the reason why I don't notice it is because I delegate all of it. So I give, I give people a chance to get experience in their career. Like if I micromanage everything and keep trying to do everything myself and, and have this mindset that I'm the best at solving everything and the best, at, best problem solver, best technician, best at every part of the business, then why bother hiring people? Like just suck up your ego and deliver it. Or, you know, we talk about, you know, that if you stand on the shoulders of giants, so if you can empower people to, to A, do their job, get better at it and get experience, then you can kind of back off and you can have a bit of freedom, business freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the final one is empathizing. So, you know, how do I handle that resp responsibility is, you know, if, if I'm having a tough time with somebody, 
than trying to empathise with them and saying, okay, well, what's going on with you? What's on your mind? And what else is on your mind? Um, and knowing that, you know, delegating to people and, and, and helping people um, go forward. If I've said anything in any of these videos, please tag someone in the comments that needs to hear it or hit that share button on, uh, on YouTube. So if you are not following us on YouTube, please jump on the YouTube channel, Best Practice TV. Uh, we are going to be adding some more videos uh, to the Kobe Simmet YouTube channel. We're going to start building that out, see the behind the scenes, what's happening just in my life, uh, less about best practice uh, and a bit more about what I'm doing. So if you want to follow me more closely, make sure you're following me on Instagram um, and, and then you can go and check out the YouTube channel as we build it out. What should you focus on first for business growth? Oh, that's a, I think I probably need a little bit more context around that question in terms of what's, what, what you should focus on. But again, it comes back to that capacity question. So don't overbake your capacity. Um, and I've made some really big mistakes in the past where I've rented a really big office that we didn't need um, and I did it too early. Or I've hired people too early and I've burnt my working capital and I've used up some of my surplus cash flow on capacity when I should have used it to increase demand. Yeah. So, so what happens now is we spend more time and more money trying to increase demand for our services, excuse me, and then we can quickly build uh, capacity so we can meet that demand. Okay, uh, this is the last question. Um, how did you win over your first customers or first investors or first business partners? Just by being handsome. <laughs> um, look, I, I, think the, I, I think I've had a natural talent you know, with this context of empathy to be really asking questions and being curious about what someone else is trying to achieve. Yeah. What are their goals? What are they trying to do? And, and I'm naturally a helpful person. Like I, you know, I spent, you know, Saturday afternoon, uh, you know, on the weekend volunteering, doing, um, you know, uh, rubbish trash loads to the dump for, uh, for a community club. So, you know, they, they were trying to solve a problem. I was like, hey, don't worry about it. I'll go and get, you know, some equipment from work and I'll bring that down and I'll, I'll solve their problem for them. So, you know, I, I, you know, I won a volunteer award earlier this year um, for being, you know, a volunteer in, a, in an organisation. So um, I think how you win people over is stop focusing on yourself, just focus on them and helping. When you help people to achieve their goals, you become very valuable. I'm Kobe Simmons. If you don't see me on LinkedIn, if you don't see me on Twitter, you'll definitely see me on Instagram or right here on YouTube. This has been Cam Curry helping me here in the studio. Luke Antrim's behind the camera um, operating the dashboard. You're going to hear this on our podcast platform, so your favorite podcast platform. We're pulling a lot of the audio from our videos. Two amazing podcasts went up last week, which were my presentations at the Buy, Grow, Sell Summit. So if you haven't checked that out, have a listen to those recordings on Kobe Simmet on your Talking Business with Kobe Simmet on your favorite podcast platform. Let me know in the comments what you like. Let me know in the comments what you're not enjoying. Let me know in the comments what you want more of. And we'll see you right here next time on Best Practice TV. Bye for now. Thanks, Cam. Bye for now.